everyone. This is Kimberly. And this is Katie. And this is Jake. And you're listening to A Date with the Bake. A Date with the Bake. A Date with the Bake. We are so excited to have Katie back with us. You don't sound Yay. excited. Hi, Katie. Hi. <laughs> we are so excited to have Katie What's back What's the deal? With us. Where are you? Oh, boy. All right. Guess who's back? Back again. Mm-mm-mm. Katie's back. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Tell a friend. Mm-mm. I don't have any. Mm-mm. She's my only friend. I have a special guest with us tonight, too. Oh, yeah? Who do we have? I've got Ulysses, the cat in the window, who is going to have some stuff to say. So if you hear a cat during this episode, I'm sorry. Not sorry. Sorry, not sorry. I would have practiced tales of brave Ulysses if I had known, but I didn't. So I'm not going to try to sing that song because... I would have liked to have heard that. I would have liked to have more heard the, the poem. The long form poem. Oh, you know, just like a little aside. I'm going to do Joyce's Ulysses. Yeah, in if its anybody entirety. can quote Joyce's or any part of it, I would take. Oh, yeah, I'm not going to quote it. I'm just going to read it from the internet and pretend I'm quoting it. <laughs> oh, boy. That sounds unenjoyable. What are, where are we at? I missed a whole week. So where are we? What were its semifinals? The main thing that you missed from last week is that you have vindication because there are some ice cream swirlers out there. Like six or seven, six or seven. But like six or seven out of 400. I don't know how many people listen to this show, but a lot, a lot of people were into it and they have names for it. They have special techniques for the swirling. Someone even said that Ina, Ina, Ina guard, you know who I'm talking about. She melts Hagen does and uses it as like a drizzle or something. Oh, that sounds good. There we go. But there are swirlers out there that do there this sort of swirlers. turning it into soft serve. Yeah. I'm very excited. Haagen-Dazs is really good when it melts. There you go. I think it's the best melty ice cream, personally. In other news, from Liz on Twitter, Peter's Gluten Intolerant Brother's Instagram account, his bio says, Gluten Intolerant Brother. <laughs> wow. That's good. So we That love makes him. me feel really good. I like we that. We love him. Yeah. Also, I was sent an article from a Caitlin Schneider who wrote an article all about Dave and his obsession with Southern California. Whoa, where can I read that? I'll send it to you. She analyzes his T-shirts. Apparently, like she zoomed in. All of his T-shirts have said like Santa Monica, Santa Cruz, like every and how how he always goes to Mexico and uses those flavors like. He's and they talked about the point break thing. And yeah, he's obsessed. And it was not just us that came or Jake probably is the one who realized that. But Caitlin realized as well. So Caitlin, cool. that's awesome. Yeah. I'm psyched. We see you. We feel seen by you. We appreciate it. Can't wait to read it. And in the last piece of news is that our Twitter follower feeling finish said, when you close your eyes, when Peter speaks, it sounds like Gareth from The Office. And oh, it does. It's true. It's very Gareth vibes. I am deceased and 2020 has won. Will there ever be a boy born who can, who can swim, swim faster, faster than, a shark? than a shark? He's the worst. Help her with the groceries. Make sure she's satisfied sexually. He's the <laughs> worst. And now it's ruined Peter for me. So thank you. Appreciate it. Great. I'm checking out. Bye, guys. Can't. Peace. See you later. Thanks for coming. That ruined it for me. But we are now on episode nine, the semifinals. Who went home last week and do we miss them? Who went home? Hamish. Poor Hamish. Yeah. And we do miss him. Of course we do. Did we find out any other information about Hamish last week that I need to know? We didn't find out if he's lonely or if he's dating. And I know that's what you care he about. Didn't, yeah, he didn't talk about that. Let's no. see. More wondering if I could set my mom up with him. If he's interested in women who are slightly older than him, but with a zest for life. Young, young at heart. She doesn't look older than him at all. So that sounds like a perfect match. And then you could finally be British. I would be finally British. And I would have some... What would those girls be to me? My... Sisters, sisters, stepsisters, stepsisters. I'm fine with that. And our star baker last week was Ermine. So, oh, she was, yeah, yes, she was, which was her second time. So, she's our front runner going into this week. This week is patisserie, 
So she's really the front runner. She's really the yes. front runner because she is patisserie. So let's go into our signature bake. It is 12 identical patisserie using pata savaron. Yeah. Savaron. 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 Macaron. Does patisserie just mean little cakes? Patisseries are like. Does it mean little cakes? Pastries? Like, okay. I don't know. Somebody said something little cakes, and I was like, is that, are they just, is that really what it is? I think that's what, is that, is that, Katie should know this. I Googled it, and I mean, I haven't, I have, or sorry, I, uh. You binged it? Alta-vista'd it. I alta-vista'd it. (laughs) Is that a thing? Yeah, that's an oldie. I I Netscaped it. I'm sorry, I'm using all the good ones. It's terrible. (laughs) Yeah, let's see. I don't know. It just says it's a type of bakery that specializes in pastries and sweets. Right, so they're talking about the store, the shop, is a French patisserie. But on the show, we're talking about the actual cakes. Yeah. So, okay. Little cakes. Let's go with little cakes. They said little cakes. Isn't this challenge just the things that you would find in a store, in a patisserie? Yeah. Yeah, that could be it. Maybe it's like dim sum, right? Sure. How so? Dim sum is like a dim sum is like a bunch of different stuff, right? Yes. When you get dim sum, it's like a it's like a tapas, right? It's like the the name of the experience. Smorgasbord. Yes. There you go. So maybe that's it. Let's. I just feel like we're gonna get letters. So is it just me or does Noel's hair look a little weird? He cut it. He got a haircut. Oh, did he? Oh, I see. It's flat. It's very flat on top. I thought it looked great. It's fringy. The fringes are bigger. And his sideburns, which may have been there before, are more pronounced because he cut the fringe a little shorter by his ears. So you can see it more. But he definitely got a haircut in this. Noel Fielding with the fringe on top. (laughs) In that tiny Noel Fielding with the fringe on the top. Chicks <laughs> and good geese and ducks better scurry. Okay, we're off to a great start. So I think it just needs a little bit of time to settle. Haircuts take a couple weeks to settle. And then it's time for another haircut. Could be. They need to prove. Oh, good job, Jake. Love it. So Prue says that she thinks these four are as good as any bakers they've ever had. You think she protests too much, right? Or I forgot a thou or something. I disagree strongly, but I've said that before. Again, I am not a professional baker, but in my opinion, they are not as visually creative or as they don't make stunning works like other seasons. I don't know how they taste, but to me, there's no like magicians in that tent. Here's the problem. In the past, Jake, I think it feels like we have had four Peters going into this challenge. And now we have one. Yeah. And even Peter, you know, I love Peter. His bakes look nice. They don't look magical or super creative or stunning. Oh, I think they do. Yeah, I think he's his ratio of hit to miss is pretty high. It's not 100. And or 90 even. I'm just not blown away by anything. Okay. Except those jelly cakes from last week. Were... Those were berserk. Yeah. But usually we have some of those every episode. They were insane. Someone does something that amazing in every episode. Yeah, I get that. Okay. And I feel like these challenges are just, when they're really hard challenges, they're just not bringing it. And when they're simple challenges, their bakes look kind of simple. I feel like we had this same conversation last year, though. I don't think that the bakers were that strong last year either. I think we're at the same level that we were going into the final last year. But we did have Helena, who was super, super creative last year. Not at the four in. Helena wasn't in the final four at all. She was out like week five or six. That's true, but we had her. But we've had people like that too, haven't we? Who? This year? Helena wasn't that good. I I hate to tell you. I never mind. I'm not going to tell you that. I'll tell you off. You loved her. I loved her style, but she wasn't the best baker I'd ever seen at all. No, but she at least like pushed the envelope and made things that were she did try to I do thought. goth cakes that kind of didn't. They didn't. They weren't perfect. You, you. I think you're forgetting. No, they definitely weren't perfect. But she at least tried to make things that I had not seen before. And you feel like everyone here is making stuff that you've seen before. Yes. Okay. That's fair. Yeah, that's how I feel. That's, that's how I feel. Okay, that's good. Can't that can't fight feelings. No. Anymore. Anymore. Does anyone know who Pingu is? 
I sort of do. Yeah, it's a penguin. Okay, cartoon penguin? Yeah, I'm cartoon assuming. penguin. Does okay. it sound like that? Kind of. So Ermine has to start hers over because hers are underproved. Did I even say what these are? They're 12 identical patisserie soaked in a syrup of your choosing. So these, they really want them to look identical. So Ermine is making rum baba with chantilly cream and apricot glaze. And they remind us that she's gotten Starbaker twice and gotten a handshake. And she's very zen about it. Very calm. She's like, whoever wins, it's in the universe's hands. Hers look beautiful, but they're still underproved. Her second round, still underproved, but the flavor's okay. Pretty good. I feel like we kind of know why. Like Paul says, hey, you're going to have to adjust for heat, and none of them do. No, but hers should have been overproved then because it's warm out. Right. Okay. So they're adjusting too much for heat. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Laura's rum babas are tropical with kiwi and pineapple, and she does the pipettes. I know we've seen those before, but I do like it because there's an, an interactive element where you squeeze the thing in there. You squeeze the extra syrup. She says she's using fresh yeast, and Paul says, really? Okay. Absolutely trying to get in her head. Yeah. Okay. Like, he's doing that thing. And hers turn out very pretty. But a little messy because she's always a little messy. That's Laura. Also, her workspace is always a nightmare. And Paul thinks the flavor is a little off, but Prue loved it. Prue's a little easier to please right now. Dave is taking his Savaron all the way to Mexico. And I was like, no doy, obviously. Mango and passion fruit with honey tequila and chocolate. And he seems to be pretty confident going, Katie's rolling her eyes like nobody's business. I don't like the flavor of tequila. This is a personal thing. So I don't know why. Here's the deal. Rum is kind of like spicy and like, it's like a warm flavor. Rum, brandies, things like that. I understand. Soaking something in tequila to me seems like soaking something in nail polish remover. Put it in the garbage. Right. Thank you. Yeah. If It seems like that's going to taste... Like tequila and nothing else. I like tequila in the context of tequila with the lime and the salt and stuff. But like, come on, I don't want that in a cake. But you, right, you're not going to order a tequila cake, are you? But I wouldn't want rum either. Because like I used to get sick on rum and now I can never even smell it. Oh, it's verboten. Are you thinking, but are you thinking of coconut rum, Kimberly, like Malibu rum? This is not the kind of rum that they're using. Right, that's true. Honestly, any alcohol to me smells like butt. So I, I don't want it anywhere near my desserts. Okay. Yeah, not a fan. So, but he, Dave seems pretty confident. Even Prue says he seems pretty confident. And his are in these individual bowls with curd at the bottom. And so they look kind of cool. Prue liked it a lot. Paul thought it was okay. He was not 100% sold. But again, Prue is easier to please. And also questioned, Paul also questioned, why is the curd on the bottom? Just for visual like, effect. That's a weird place for it. Yeah, so a lot of work. Peter isn't going alcoholic because he's a homebody. He doesn't drink. He goes to the club and then he leaves after an hour. Thank you, Peter, except let's not go to the club. Let's stay at home and watch Netflix and you can bake for me. Netflix, bake and chill. Of course, he's a teetotal. He's a what? He's a teetotal. He says, I, I'm making teetotal set babas, I think. What's teetotal? Doesn't drink. Explain a tea, tea total. I can't explain you to you the phrase teetotal because I don't get it, but I just know contextually it means that I'm not a drinker. Is it because in totality, the only thing you drink is tea? Is tea? I think it's more someone who watches what people drink or they drink, right? So you're totaling your tea like, oh, that's too much tea. I got to stop. I don't know. Is there such a thing as too much tea? Sure. I mean, for me, any amount is too much. Yeah. So Peter's is strawberry elderflower babas. Not to be confused with babkas, which was babka gate, which was Prue dissing New York babkas. And Peter's mentality going into the final is, I want to bring back week one star baker, Peter. That's where he's coming from. Did he ever leave us? Kind of. He almost went home last week. Oh, you missed that. It was really between him and Hamish. 
literally it was between him and Hamish. And But yeah. they're not going to send Hamish home. I mean, but they're not going to send Peter home when he's Paul's favorite. That's not happening. It was close. He blew it pretty hard. Yeah. Unfortunately, Hamish just did worse. Yeah. Mm. But they both could have gone home. His look neat and uniform. Prue says they are delicious and mouthwatering. And Paul gives a handshake and says, welcome back to the tent. Because he's like, you've returned, my young prodigy. Luke, I am your father. And you have baked, risen from the ashes like a dough that is proved. Paul is is pulling Peter along pretty hard at this point, I gotta say. Paul a little bit. loves Peter. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's a, yeah, there's a moment in this episode where the, the Noel, you know, right. Uh-huh. Tries to make a love connection. Oh yeah. You know, that's right. He, he, you know, campaigns pretty hard for it. I was surprised. That is true. Let's also state outright that Noel is at his finest in this episode to me. Anyways, I think we have some comedy gold from Noel in this episode. There's some good ones. Yeah, I thought so, too. There was one in specific that I was I laughed out loud. And it's the first time I had laughed loud all season. And I think you might know when we get to it. That's so odd because I didn't laugh out loud at all. And usually I do laugh out loud several times. Were you grouchy when you watched it? Maybe. There was maybe one time check moment that I maybe laughed out loud at. You normally? I laugh out loud constantly at Noel's bits. Yeah. Wow. I laughed out loud at Hermine saying Paul had Hermine. 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 I laughed out loud at Hermine saying that Paul had eyes like the Night Stalker. Yeah, that was that, good. I heard Nightwalker and I thought we were talking about Game of Thrones. Oh, so. yeah, Nightwalker. Right. Nightwalker. Okay. Not the Night Stalker. Col- <laughs> eyes like Kolchak the Night Stalker. That's what I thought. Was like, Who's the Night Stalker? All right. Yeah, the Night Walker. I didn't get that it was Game of Thrones reference because I've deleted that from my memory entirely. Okay, that's what she's talking. I was just like, eyes like the Night Walker. Ermine wins for that. That's great. Yeah, it was great. Wait a minute. Isn't it the White Walker? It is the White Walker. It's not the Night Walker. I think he's called the Night King. Yes. Okay. So there we go. maybe she just combined the two. See, so. I don't feel so bad anymore for not getting her reference. Is it possible that she's talking about something that none of us know about? That's it's what I thought. It's possible she's talking about a British serial killer called the Night Walker. Yes. There we go. Okay. Yeah. So I, that's all I have for the signature. Let's move on to the technical. Technical challenge is a hard. Danish cornucopia, and it's hard as heck. Yeah. Nine out of Thanks, ten. Thanks, Paul. Oh, at nine, least. nine out of ten. ten. You think? Really? Okay. That's okay. high for Katie too. Yeah. Yeah. I don't okay, know if we've gotcha. ever seen a nine from Katie. But we have. This is like croquembouche level for me. The the balls that you stick together. I feel like it's even harder than croquembouche because of the angle. I felt like it was just as hard. Like gravity will pull that down. Does not seem like it should hold together at all. Whatever that outer dough is, the fact that they're not using flour, the minute they said no flour and ground almonds, I was like, Oh, no, because that's nothing there. Any of them are going to be used to working with on a regular basis, right? So it's like immediately trying to figure that out. So, yeah, it's a horn of plenty. None of them seem to even have a frame of reference, which I thought was weird. Maybe it's a Thanksgiving thing. I was like, cornucopia goes in the middle of your your setting, you know, you put stuff in it. It's decorative, kind of. But they're all like, what? Totally a Thanksgiving thing that I didn't realize until like later. I was like, why do none of them know what this is? And I was like, because the English don't They're have yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thanksgiving is an American mm-hmm. holiday. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. So they have two hours and 15 minutes. Matt pitches a wobble right at the beginning of it and starts, he throws a, a fake tantrum, which I thought was pretty funny. Oh, yeah, that was I don't funny. know about y'all. You guys thought that was funny? You didn't think that was funny? I don't know. What, I, I must be off. I've been driving for long periods of time. So my my humor right now is like, I think this is funny and that's not funny anymore. Yeah, I don't. Who knows? I think because I've been doing a lot of crying because of just it's long hours, right? So you just start to, <laughs> after about hour 12, you just cry. You that's all you do. You were driving and crying? I was. And Ulysses won't has been screaming at me for three hours. Yeah, you're crying. You're just crying. It's just, it makes you feel better. So, yeah, that's what goes on. Part of the thing is we used to see last season and in previous seasons a joke every time Noel said that 
Prue and Paul have to pop off, pop out of the tent. So every single time he would do a bit, he would say, pop off there, you know, that you got to pop out of the tent. And then Sandy would say, where are they going today? And then Noel would say something funny. So there was always a bit there. And we haven't had that this season. And so we finally got one. And I was just like, relief. it was a relief laugh. Like, yeah. <laughs> finally, it was that kind of thing. Yeah. We're back to what I know. Yeah. <laughs> I needed comfort in 2020 and I got my out, my out walk in pop off. I call it a pop off bit. Yeah. It's actually, he usually says off you pop. That's what he says. He goes off you pop. I have pop off in the attic. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that you even call it pop off tells me you're, tells not, me ready. you're not ready. <laughs> pop off gets it. Gets a bagel. What is pop? What is yeah, pop off? Pop off gets a Grisham. A Grisham. That's right. It's a Grisham. I mean, he gets a lot of things. He says it a lot. He gets a cornucopia. Yeah, pop off gets a cornucopia. If you guys don't know what we're talking about, you need to watch Arrested Development. We mention it in uh, Date with Dateline, and I think we're pretty harsh about it. We haven't been as harsh in Date with the Bake, so just. What do you mean harsh? I mean we're pretty like you need to watch it. Oh yes, yeah, staunch. We're staunch. If defenders. you want to understand the jokes that are being told. There yeah. are certain shows that you need to watch. There's a handful. This, we haven't done it as much, but I still feel like if you haven't watched it by now, why? Why not? And I'm jealous that you get to watch it for the first time. That's unfair. But you really only have to watch episodes or seasons one through three. Correct. Yeah. But you have to watch them. All right, go ahead, Jake. Sorry. So they're stacking rings of dough. They have to be firm on the outside and chewy on the inside. That does not sound great to me, but that is the texture. What chewy almond center doesn't sound great to you? It sounds great to me. It sounds like a bear I guess claw. it's the firm. Yeah, maybe that's it. But it's the firm on the outside. The crunch, I'm not sure. It seems like it could be too hard. It sounds like a bagel. Yeah, so it's a good sweet almond bagel. Okay, okay. There you go. I could get with that. You're not using flour. The dough is shaped, and it's, as we said, super almondy. This means it's probably, I'm sorry, gluten-free, right? Probably. Because there's no wheat flour. So I think it might be gluten-free. And they don't even mention Peter's brother. Which they kind of miss the the boat, honestly. So Dave thinks it's like an Amorati biscuit, which I'm like, okay, maybe it is. I don't know what that is, but... Amaretto. Yeah, that's what I figured. A, a Dunkin' Stick, as we call them here. You get him coffee. Can I get a Dunkin' Stick? I've never heard of a Dunkin' Stick. You've never heard him called a Dunkin' Stick? Is that a biscotti? Okay, that's... It's the, a biscotti, right? That's what it seems like, yeah. I think, actually, it's a biscotti, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> you stop it right now, please. Yeah, but everyone's really struggling with this recipe. Like, it is not going well at all. No, it's terrible. You have to make, like, six circles or whatever, 12 rolls of hell. Yeah, it's terrible. And make it curve. I can't explain. It's like those stacking circles for children that are different colors, but it is curved like an elephant trunk. But yes, it's curved like an elephant trunk, like a horn, like a doo -doo -doo -doo. like a horn. Hence, it's called the horn of plenty. Yeah. Or a shofar. But Laura just like straight up cries. Laura cries and she seems like she's choking. Matt does talk her down. But they have a very good bond. The two of them have very much bonded. Yeah. But what did we say last episode and the episode before? Laura's emotional. Yeah. She's too emotional. Yeah, she's, she gets two in her head and she starts to freak out and she needs somebody to talk her down. I don't know anyone like that. So it sounds annoying. Definitely what is happening here. It's, well, you know, it's the final few episodes so the pressure is on that was that was me on election night and yeah Kay, katie was my mat also and me every other day of my life so yeah. that's right, fine right yeah we're even right yeah <laughs> sort of i thought that her saying straight to the camera that she loved matt was important for people to hear because people that might not be thinking that he's as like comfort as good of a host her being like very clear that he is being a support to her yeah. was really important. And I like yeah. it. Yes. She's saying it to all the me people out there. The people like me who are not team Matt yet. Yes, she is. Yeah. But she pulls a classic Laura. I don't know if you guys caught this and forgets to turn the oven on. <laughs> I was just like, Laura, come on, dog. Yeah. 
She's a scattered baker. She's scattered and messy. Again, I don't know anyone like that, but I enjoy watching it on TV. (laughs) Never experienced that, but it's nice to see. Peter's getting pretty cocky on this one. I got to be honest. I think somewhere around here, I wrote wax wings to do a whole, you know, I'm sorry. Is this when we start your Icarus medic for? What do you say? (laughs) Yes. That's basically what I was getting on. Yes, that was getting at, rather. He flew too close to the sun on wings of powdered sugar. Exactly. could be happening. It could be happening. We never know. That's what I was thinking. He was really cocky. He's feeling him his golden boy status, for sure. Really feeling yeah. it. Yeah. So I, it was getting on me. Getting on my nerves a little bit. But it was really funny. So this is, are you going to go into the Noel joshing Peter right now about the handshake? This is pretty good. No, you go for it. If you got notes on it. I do have notes on it. He said, how'd you feel about the handshake? Did you get on his shoulders? Did you, did you kiss him? Did you get his digits? Did you get his number? And then he goes through this whole thing about like, that's why I thought Noel was being particularly great this episode, because he's taking everything 10 sentences too far. And that's my favorite thing that Noel does. He does it in The Showstopper, which is the one that made me laugh out loud. That was my favorite. Yeah. That was hands down. Like I would that I was like, get out of here. But this one was pretty good. And it's like about them. What is it? They meet in a club. He's like, well, that's how you have to do it. You have to get his email at least. It was the whole thing. I was like. Did you go into his closet? Did you try on his clothes? He goes into the weirdest places. He's having a ball this time. And I, it was really funny. Well, I think it's because all the bakers are so stressed because it's almost the final. So they're not bantering back nearly as much. So his job is to just extend, extend, extend. And he just keeps going. He's not getting a reaction. So he keeps going. And they probably are so annoyed because they just need to focus. He also comes up right when people are like counting things. That's like, they're like five, six. And he just starts talking to them. Oh, excuse me. I'm piping little chocolate fleur de lis. Why don't you come up and talk to me now? I've got to do 28 of them. Can you please interrupt me? Break my concentration right this very second. Thank you. No, thank you. And then his other one major one, I don't know, Jake, were you going to touch on the one with Ermine? This was my other favorite one. No, go for it. Where he says, he's like, his idea was, how about this? You get on my shoulders. We get a trench coat. We open up the trench coat. Horn of plenty. Horn of plenty. And he's he's like, do you think that's good? And she's so busy. And she's like, sure. And he's like, okay, I'll go get that started. Like, it's like it's going to get the stuff. But it's such, it's obviously a flasher, right? That's what he's that's, talking about. No, that's called a, that's called, no, it's a Vincent adult man from BoJack Horseman. BoJack Horseman, yeah. But the cornucopia is definitely But flasher. yeah, it is also a flash of the Horn of Plenty, for sure. This is the most phallic dessert we have all season. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, hands down. Okay. Mm-hmm. I got really stressed out with all the cook times. I got to be totally honest. Like, her, Ermine and Dave are winging it, which I'm like, please don't wing it on a thing you don't know what you're making. Dave cooks longer than anyone else, which seems like that's a little bit of a, a seed planted for trouble, maybe. And also, he struggles with caramel for the first time. Dun, dun, dun. Don't, yeah, we'll get into that. We'll get into caramel that. Caramel happens. Like, caramel can be real bad. That crystallizing caramel, I don't. Yeah. It makes me scared to try to make caramel, I got to be honest. Watching people make it on Bake Off freaks me out. It seems to be either you have it or you don't. Like, yeah. there seems to be something about if you're the caramel whisperer or not. So, Dave seems to just not be able to do caramel. Yet we dot, 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 we will get into that. But he seems to just not be at one with the caramel. So Katie, you should try it and maybe you will have the be a caramel whisperer. But am I emotionally stable enough to be able to handle if I'm not? So let's maybe not. Let's leave it for 20. Let's leave it for 21 and we'll see in 21. Yeah, but not this year. Right. Did you guys catch when Matt straight up helps Peter? I wondered if that was legal. He, he reads him the recipe oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of, of construction. And I was like, Matt, are you going to go around and do that for the other contestants? Or what's going <laughs> on here? I don't feel like that's fair. He was doing it in a funny accent, though. So I don't think it was that much help. But he was still helping. I don't know. He did help. He read him the that's But no, he did it in a Scottish accent, which Peter understood implicitly because he's Scott. Peter right? is Scottish? Scotch. Yes. Yeah. He just doesn't sound like that. 
It doesn't sound like he's straight up from Glasgow or whatever. Oh, we yeah. knew that? Yeah. No, Mel and Sue would help all the time. Like they would actually like help need and do things. And so I, you're, they're definitely like allowed to help. Yeah. Okay. Well, so the chocolate scrolls are pretty much a disaster for everybody. Dot, 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 It's dot. also too hot in the tent for making delicate chocolate scrolls. Let's be honest. That's mm-hmm. like, that's a cold weather game. Yes. Tiny chocolate scrolls. When does Laura say it's an abomination? Because that was like my <laughs> word of the episode. I, it's pro- I know she says it's a horrible challenge, which I think is right before presentation. So maybe she also throws abomination in there. Yeah, and they do a close-up on hers, which is kind of collapsed. It's And it's laying flat. Kind of rough. It is rough. So let's go over the results. Dave's is leading and looks hilarious. He does fundamentally not understand what this is supposed to look like. <laughs> it is amazing. And it doesn't totally look that ch- like that child's toy where you stack the rings on a centerpiece. Like, uh, buddy, and it's on the smallest possible piece. I was like, it's like modern art. What are you doing, Dave? <laughs> but they also, it looks so much more phallic than the other ones for some reason. That's why Paul starts laughing when he looks at it, because it looks like a droopy peen. Yeah, it really does. Paul cannot contain himself and Prue's like, Paul, stop it. Yeah, yeah. But it does. It yeah, does. It does, unquestionably. He also does not include chocolate, or I don't know what's going on. I'm not certain. It's like some sort of animal like horn. Yeah, a rhino horn. <laughs> no, but no, no, but it's, it's drooping down downward. Rhino horn. Yeah, it's upside down. It should be the other way. And he says, he's like, I should have looked at everyone else's. Yes, maybe. He really should have taken a quickie glance around the room. Just dude. one quick glance. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, okay. Wait a minute. <laughs> oh. Nope, 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 nope. Yeah, his is pretty overbaked, and Paul. Uh, I think Paul says, like, oh, wow, I might break a tooth, which I think is pretty worrisome. Mm-hmm. But the, they say the flavor is nice, but although it is bone dry, so pretty mixed. Peter has no horn shape, but his icing is nice. His chocolate has melted, as was expected for this challenge. And the little ones are overbaked, which I think we also know why they also missed this little part in the instructions because Paul makes it clear you probably should make the smaller ones separate from the bigger pieces. That wasn't <gasps> in the instructions, though. It, it wasn't. Okay, because that's because they all make the same mistake. No, that would be a intuition thing. Okay. Yeah. The smaller pieces are going to bake faster, so you're going to have to bake them or take them out of the oven sooner. Yeah, so I think that's why they're all fundamentally not exactly right texture-wise. But Laura's, uh, as we could probably have guessed, is kind of a mess. The icing is all over the place. Mm-hmm. And it, Prue makes the comment, it looks as if the baker didn't understand. That and, was ooh, rough. Yeah, the dough is also almost raw. Real strong miss for Laura. But Ermine, has a, she has a nice shape, but it looks a little overbaked, they say. And it, the icing is a little messy. I don't know. I think they're being a little hard on her. Says the flavor is good and they're soft. I do disagree about the icing mm-hmm. with you, not with them. Because when she was icing it and it was supposed to be a zigzag pattern, it was it didn't look like attractive at all. And I thought, well, you're a French patisserie baker. I feel like all you could do a zigzag pattern that looked pretty. I feel like they don't know what, or maybe she doesn't know what zigzag means. That's true. It's entirely possible because she really is not making a zigzag pattern. But yeah, so that I, you know, just to clarify, I think they, like we talked about, they didn't, they missed a, a crucial step, which is do them separately. I think that's kind of it. So we end the challenge. First place is Peter, which was pretty clear. That. I don't feel like that's right. I feel like Ermine should have been first just because his was not in the shape of a horn. Right. Like baseline, it was a straight, like it was totally, it wasn't curved at all to me. Yeah. But in the instructions, not in the instructions when Peter, sorry, when Paul and Prue were going over it with themselves at their little table like they do, Paul said, I don't think anyone's going to get the shape right. So I'm hoping they'll get the bake right and the taste right. Good point. So yep. I think they were very forgiving about the shape. Okay. Good point. Maybe so. There's no diagram to work with. So. Right. Right. Well, except that they were told it was a horn of plenty. Yeah. No one knew <laughs> yeah. what that was. Though. Yeah. But they knew it was a horn. No clue. Yeah. A horn could be like a trumpet, right? Which is straight. Yeah. Saxophone. 
I'm not gonna I'm not gonna die on this hill. Yes. That's not a horn. That's a reed. A clown it. horn. Honka honka. You do that one more you time. Honka, honka. Honka, honka. That was like startlingly accurate. All right. I'm tired though, so it might not be. But keep it's going. Terrible. Don't do the Could clown be horn all the time. Don't make that your signature, dude. Because I was thinking about it. Honka, honka. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, Ermine comes in second. Dave is third, and unfortunately, Laura is fourth, and that is not, that cannot be a surprise to anybody who's ever looked at a thing that was baked. Anybody who has eyes. Yeah. Yeah. But again, really hard challenge. Very hard. Super hard. Crazy hard. Definitely. Showstopper time, and the showstopper is cube cake. Cubist Cakesimus. It's 25 mini cube cakes in the shape of a bigger cube, kind of. I've never seen one of these before. It looked like 25 little pedophores, if you were to ask me. Like, yeah. They have four and a half hours, and I think they just all need to be the exact same size and shape, but they can use whatever flavors they want. Let's start off with Peter, who is doing chocolate, raspberry, and pistachio. He's doing three different styles, all with different fillings, so he's switching it up. So it'll be raspberry on the outside, chocolate and pistachio on the inside, and then it'll be... Pistachio on the outside, chocolate raspberry on the inside. So he'll do like, he's like kind of switching them all up. And they say that that's the most ambitious bake of the four of them. They did. And because he has to do so many different, and you'd have to like schedule it out that you know that you have this layer with this layer with this layer. And then remember that like, oh yeah, this color, like you can't mess up and be like, oh, this is chocolate raspberry inside and then accidentally put chocolate on the outside. You know, you have to remember that they're all... Plus, uh, you're just making so many different kinds of cakes. like So many, right. Yeah. yeah. And mousses. They're making like cake and then a mousse layer and then a this. Yeah, these are not easy. It's just a lot of elements in these. Ermine is going to go with a coffee praline and a cherry and chocolate, which seem like very good flavors. Yeah, definitely. But she changes her recipe. We learned right off the bat that she came up with these recipes the day before... She had had a different recipe and had decided to change them, which is kind of a foreboding of what's shortly to come. Worrisome development. That's never, I don't think that's ever worked out for anyone on the show. Ever, ever. Paul has things to say about it. He's, he, he knows it's not ever worked out well for anyone. He's not convinced it's a good idea. He's kind of like, are you sure? Yeah. You're, go- you're going up against three other bakers who have been practicing this for a week at least. Like, yeah. And you just came up with yours yesterday when you had a full day of challenges. So you probably maybe had time to do it once. Right. Ermine, I don't care how good you are. I don't know. Okay. Dave is doing a celebration of chocolate cube cake. He's doing all different chocolates with chocolate mousse inside and some caramel filling in some. And he's doing a mix of a milk chocolate, dark chocolate, and white chocolate, tempered chocolate on the outside. So they're supposed to look like little candy bars when they're finished. Laura is doing a Black Forest Gateau, which we've seen before on Bake Off. Still not 100% sure what a Gateau is. I know Black Forest, but is Black Forest chocolate and cherry? Yes. Yes. Okay. So she's doing five layers in each, five layers inside each cake. She's doing one cake, but it has five layers in it, which seems... I was like, okay, I feel like that would work. If you're not going to do multiple kinds of little mini cakes, you need to really do something amazing with the one flavor. It's so tricky because you want to do something simple and classic and make it work. But if everyone else is doing multiple kinds and you're only doing one kind, then you look like you just phoned it in. By having all these layer, if it's fantastic, phoning it in can win. But by having multiple layers, I think that's, yeah, I think you're right. It's very smart. Because most people only had two layers in the cakes and she had five. And she's doing what we find out is Paul's favorite cake, which is a cho- which is this Black Forest Gateau. Gateau is a very light sponge cake with a rich icing or filling. So gotcha. that's what a Gateau is. That sounds delicious. For the record. That actually does sound really good. And I don't even like it. Yeah, a light sponge. I like that. Okay. Let's go over some important things that happened during this. Several important things happened. Number one, the temperature is rising the whole time. So we're getting more and more nervous the entire challenge about that people are 
uh, several people are going to be doing mirror glazes and tempered chocolate glazes, which is really rough in heat, Jake. Like the chocolate, like glazing of it all has been, it's tricky. And especially a mirror glaze, which has this very specific consistency that looks beautiful if it's done right, but can go horribly wrong. And Kimberly and I have seen it go horribly wrong many times in Vegas. But we've also seen it go, and I could just be romanticizing previous seasons, but I feel like we've also seen it go well a lot of times where it looks stunning. I think that we've seen it maybe go well half and half, but when it does go well, it is so beautiful to look at that it is kind of we've seen it on opera cake for sure Kimberly like we've seen people do it and I know this isn't the same thing but those chocolate balls that have a cake inside that's tempered chocolate okay tempered chocolate yeah and you have to pour the hot on top and then it melts yeah so Peter very importantly says to himself the plural of moose moose mooses <laughs> did tell me somebody gave it a bang did anybody give it a bang no is the pearl Did of- you? Well, moose, no. the animal, is just moose. It's moose. So I don't know if moose, the food, is also just moose. It's just moose, yeah. Mo- moosettes. Hey, what kind of moose do you have? We have a chocolate moose. We have a strawberry moose. We have chocolate and strawberry mooses. I've never asked that question. So Ermine is flying by the seat of her pants completely. She's not sure her recipe is going to work. I'm beginning to be not sure that her recipe is going to work. And by the end, I'm definitely sure. I don't think she's measuring. She's not. She's like, little pinch of this, pinch of that. What are you doing? That, if anything I know about baking, which is so small, it's that in cooking, you can kind of wing it. In baking, you have to stick to the actual amount the in the ingredients in the recipe. And even more so on patisserie week. I'm just going to say, I feel like in pastry, for sure, you need to be exact. Okay. So Dave is not doing well with his caramel again. This is caramel gate. He's, it's his downfall. Why did he choose a dessert that heavily focused on caramel? I think he can do it. I think he just keeps messing up under pressure. I feel like put peanut butter in there instead because in the photo, I mean, the drawing, it looks like peanut butter and I was here for it. Oh, and he's also a California guy. So is peanut butter a California thing? Is peanut butter a California thing? Isn't peanut butter more an American thing? Yes. Okay. So I just, yeah, I made it California. So, but I did think it was funny. So Matt has a conversation with Ermine about the final, like, do you think you're going to make, he's asking her basically if she's going to make it to the final. What does she think her chances are of making it to the final? And if she doesn't make it to the final, do you want them to not film it if she's not in it? <laughs> I thought that was really. I would have said yes. This whole time when they're talking to the people in this Showstopper Challenge, no one is paying them the time of day. Laura does a tiny bit, but pretty much everyone completely ignores Noel and Matt. This is literally their last task before making it to the final. If they can just get through this one, they don't have time for banter. They don't have, they don't. But did you have one of the the time calls that you liked specifically in this part, Kimberly? There was just a funny look where Noel was doing a funny voice and then he walked away and Matt was behind him and they just gave him a look. I don't know. I thought it was kind of funny. And that was that? Okay. I didn't there know was, if you And there's to. one he does in another language. And then, oh, there's one that he does in seconds. And how this is, you have 4,000 whatever seconds. And someone's like, how much time do we actually have, Matt? And then he's like, you're halfway through. And then Dave says, Peter, were you trying to work that out in your head? And I thought it was funny because Dave was giving Peter a hard time and teasing him. I thought, I liked it. Go, Dave. Did you catch when Ermine says hello, vampire, to Noel? I didn't. When was that? It's in this seg- segment. It's how, like, when he walks over, she says, hello, vampire. That's funny. I thought it was pretty funny. Yeah. That's adorable. Yeah. Okay. So in this challenge, Peter seems to be doing the smart thing by using cake tins and then cutting his with a ruler into cubes. A lot of the other people seem to be using those silicone molds, which seems like a great idea because they come in cubes, but they're filling them with mousses and setting them and then cakes and baking them, etc. So at the end, they're having to cut the molds to get the cakes out. Several of them are having to do this. And we find out that those molds, each tray of mold of like, so it's whatever it is. I think it looked like it was maybe nine 
cubes per mold was it was nine pounds. So it's like that's not cheap for a mold. Yeah. Someone sent me a funny meme that was like BBC watching all these bakers cutting up their nine pound molds. Like, and it was like somebody really angry face. But it does actually lead to the best bit of the entire episode, I thought, which is Noel. So he comes over to Dave, who's not paying him any attention at all. Because even on a good day, Dave <laughs> is like the not the king of banter. But right. now he's really not. He's like, okay, yeah, just do your thing, Noel. And Noel is saying that he says he tells... Noel, that they're nine pounds each. And Noel says, oh, well, you know, just Prue pay for it. So, but Prue's got this. Prue pays for your molds. And then Noel proceeds to say that he also works for Prue. He walks her dog. He shampoos her hair. He puts her husband's waistcoats in a neat pile. He gets his their socks into Narnia, which is a nightmare because it takes about three hours to get out because he has to bargain with some kind of Lion King. <laughs> and then I can't read the rest of my handwriting. Then he goes, but you know what? It's an interesting life. I wouldn't trade it for anything. That's it. That's what I wrote. <laughs> but it was the Narnia and then the bargaining with Aslan. But I couldn't. He literally, yeah, he gets lost in their closet, goes into Narnia, takes him three hours to get out, has to bar- bargain with the Bargain Lion with King. the Lion King. But you I'm... know what? It's an interesting life. I wouldn't trade it for anything. And it's so deadpan. It's and it's so long and it's really funny because I thought he was going to stop it, put her husband's waistcoats in a pile and then he keeps going. No, he goes supernatural element on it. Yeah. Yeah. That made me laugh. With the minute he said Narnia, I was like, oh, this is going to be good. And then got real specific about Narnia. I was very right. happy with him. It was really the for me, the but it's an interesting life. I wouldn't change it for anything. Like he's grateful that was for this. Perfect. These adventures. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. It's why Noel is a pretty good comedian. Honestly. So Dave really likes that freeze spray. Let's be honest. I saw Dave use that freeze spray a thousand times in this episode. Anyone else? He was using it on the cornucopia. He used it on this. What's it taste like? It can't taste good. Yeah. Sugared aerosol. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's flavorless. I'm sure it's flavorless, but I hope it doesn't have like any sort of aftertaste or taste like preservatives or something. Yeah. I can't imagine that it doesn't have something bad for you in it. That doesn't seem right. And also that I can't imagine that it would make something crunchy that maybe was not supposed to be crunchy, but that's okay. It's possible. So let's go ahead. And if nobody has anything else, let's go through our very sad ending or happy ending, depending on who you like. Right. So also, I did want to point out really quick, the one call time that I thought was very poignant was when Noel and Matt call the time together in exactly in exact unison. Did you guys remember that? Yeah. Do you think that's them trying to say that they are now in sync together? Nolan and Matt are in sync with each other and with the show, and they're a good team. And it's like their audition for next season. Is that what you're saying? Like, it's just, it was (laughs) a beautiful coming together. Okay. No, I think the evidence leads us to believe he is prepping Matt to take over and is bidding him adieu. So it could be a final clasping of hands. Before oh no, the to you final. and you and, then and you, uh, to you and you and you and you uh, yeah. and he and then he will wave himself off goodbye and he will yeah. walk off into the sunset yeah so let's go through dave is our first judging dave's look gorgeous the tempered chocolate works excellent that dark white and milk chocolate coating look they look like milk the one of them looks like a milky way because it has that caramel inside. They said the caramel was the perfect consistency, just the right bit of like sort of ooze out, but not like runny. He kills it. He's always neat as a pin. Yeah. yeah. Jake, I actually thought of you when I saw that cake. I was like, that's a Jake mini cake. Yeah, I was into it. Yeah. So he gets a very good compliment from Paul, which is that like he's improved a lot. Mm-hmm. And I think that he has, and I think we have to give props where props are due. Dave did a really good job at this. Yeah, he did. Mm-hmm. He did. Next up, we have Laura, who struggled the most with the mirror glaze. She was one of our mirror glaze folks. Yeah. She should have left it off. She should have tested one because she had a few sample cakes there. She should have tested the mirror glaze the minute she saw it wasn't going to work. She needed to go with a tempered chocolate or she needed to come up with a different kind of coating to put on those cakes. Even just a top thing, something, but it, it, that wasn't going to work. 
co- it's runny and partially see through. It's gross. It looks it looks nasty. nasty. Yeah. yeah, it's and I don't know why she poured it out on the, her table. I don't she's think like, she realized it her. was happening. She was rushing because you could see, see she's pouring it into a bucket. But her angle is wrong, or yeah, and and so she's also pouring it on the table. Then she's like, it's oh like my going God. on the floor again. Why are the floors carpeted? I know it's for sound, yeah. or for to make it more comfortable for them, but it makes no sense to me because yeah, there's now weird. liquid ch- chocolate pooling on the floor. Right. Oh boy. They all loved her flavors, though. I mean, thank goodness it it tasted fantastic. And Prue says it's worth all the calories. So good job, Laura, because they taste delicious, but they look atrocious. To coin, to use her term, abominable. Number three is Peter. Peter's look beautiful. They're like perfectly done. They're pink and green loveliness with little crumbles on the outside. They look like they're from a store. I thought the green crumbles were going a little wild. Oh, they like crumbles. They do little cake crumbles. So they take part of the cake and crumble it and put it, stick it on the outside. I just felt like they were kind of all over the place a little. Well, I see when I looked at it first, I thought the same thing because I saw some on the chocolate ones, but he did that as an accent. So it was supposed to be on the ones that are just green and then a little bit on a chocolate on a chocolate one as a stripe as an accent. I so, figured it had to be intentional, but it looked a little, little crusty. But I thought the well, same I like thing it. when I first I thought, looked at I it. I like furry cakes. Yeah, it looked like a moss-covered cake. Yeah, I liked it. I liked that part. I don't know. But they taste delicious. Everything is where it's supposed to be. He gets so excited that he makes them taste like the third flavor. They only taste the first two and they like them. And he's like, can you taste the third one? It's my favorite. He really is. And he's like, it's because whatever the cake was, it was like close to a frangipan. Did you guys catch he had another rinky dink? No, I missed it. He says rinky dink in this particular challenge. He loves that. It was, I don't know if he's using it right. He's like, okay, rinky dink. I don't know if Katie was here for that. I think that was last week. Yeah. Where he said rinky dink, dinkaroo, rudy tootie, fresh. He just like had this long string of nonsensical uh, Dr. Seuss words that he used as like a mantra to calm himself down. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Really funny. trying to, oh, righty, righty ho, rinky dink. Yeah, it was really funny. He's such a square. He's like the epitome of a square. I can't, like square in the Urban Dictionary is a Peter picture. That means the picture of Peter. Absolutely. We, or a teetotaler, I guess. Um, That just makes me think of a tea party person. I know, me too. We have seen it go wrong when someone has, or badly, when someone has suggested they try another piece where they, but it's usually if they're not getting great criticism, they say, maybe try the bottom one. I think the bottom one turned out better. And then Paul is always disappointed with the bottom one. He's like, actually, that one's worse. So this is risky for Peter to do that, but it works out great because they love the bottom one too. Cut your losses, buddy. Yeah. But no, he does all right. Yeah. So let's go to Ermine, who's the last one who changed her recipe at the end. The cakes themselves are collapsing in on the structure because the gelatin ones, the coffee praline ones are so, she uses so much gelatin that they're just like a wobble cake. Which is what we had last week, Katie, is a jiggle, one of those clear wobble cakes and you inject coloring into it. It's like she used that same amount of gelatin in these cakes that were not supposed to be that gelatiny. I'm not sure why. I'm wondering if she got worried about the heat or why she changed her recipe so drastically to include, or it was part of that, just her just throwing ingredients in. Because I think at one point she says, I think I've used like 12 sheets of gelatin, but I don't think she meant to do that. But this, it was a kind of a disaster. They are really stodgy and thick and don't taste good. And then the other ones, the cherry and chocolate taste like raspberry. So it's like the flavors sort of blended and created a new flavor. Right. Chaka cherry, chaka raspberry. I don't know. That's not, it's not good, but it is, as she notes, her first disaster bake of the series. It just happens at the worst possible time. So as we go into the judging, it's very clear that Ermine and Laura are on the block. Who wants to talk about Starbaker. I bet Kimberly, who's our Starbaker. Peter. Oh, Peter. I'm shocked. Shocker. You rinky dink. But that just shows how good he could have been all along if he had gotten his head right. Because he came into this week saying, I'm bringing back week one Starbaker. And like, 
it maybe he needed last week where he almost went home to scare him a little to get him to refocus. I'm going to be honest. I think almost any other week, Peter was number two. Peter could have taken Star Baker multiple other weeks. There's no week besides maybe last week that he wasn't strong. Yeah. But last week he was really not strong. Right. He almost went home. He struggled with, I think, all of the challenges. No, he he shouldn't have gone home because Hamish's cake was an absolute disaster. His showstopper was painful. And that's the only reason Peter didn't go home last week. Yeah. Okay, so this week, who goes home, Jake? Unfortunately, Ermine gets cut. Sad Do we think this is fair? The internet didn't. Yeah, it's tough. How did Ermine do in the first challenge? In the signature. Uh, She did okay. No, in the first challenge, they look beautiful, but they were underproved. Right. Mm -hmm. The flavor and tough, but the flavor was pretty good. Okay. So she did okay, but she won the tech or she got second place in the technical. Also shaky. They look pretty, but they're messy. The sponge is good, but the spices are overdone. So they're about equal in. About equal in the first signature. Ermine is ahead in the technical. Ermine gets second straight last. Laura's sort of really bad in the technical. Also is not perfect in the showstopper. I think this was a tight call. So if we're looking at the final three, I think Ermine deserves to be in the final three or they should have kept four for the final. Unfortunately, each week is a fresh start. And we've seen it all the time is a person who gets star baker one week literally goes home the next week. It happened to Lottie. It happened to Ermine. It happens all the time. But I feel like this season more than any other season before the showstopper is counting for way more and they are kind of disregarding the first two challenges. I feel like that's happened to us multiple times this season. I think it counts for twice as much. It counts, like Jake said last week, he said it counts for like 50% of your grade. And Paul and Prue said something like that. They're like, well, it it is a four hour challenge compared to the other challenges. It's a full day challenge, whereas the other ones, 25%, 25%, 50%. I think that's how they do it. But do you guys feel like, but Kimberly, you especially, do you feel like that's always been the case. I feel like it's a little bit more heavy this season that Showstopper is weighing a little more and they are kind of disregarding. I think you might be right. So on social media, people were livid, really mad and thought that Ermine should still be in it. And they started leaving terrible messages on Laura's social media. Oh, that's not right. Don't do that. Don't do that. For the first time, I believe in history, Paul Hollywood put out a message on social media on his Instagram. And it says, I've heard of some sad people trolling Laura. It's disgusting behavior. Those of you who may or may not be aware of how Bake Off works or new to the series may have missed what we have always done on Bake Off judging. Each week stands on its own. It never matters what any baker has done in previous weeks. Even if you win four out of five star bakers and then have a bad week, you will be at risk of going, sadly. It's the only rule that has been in place for 11 years. And stop trolling any of the bakers. Remember, Prue and I can actually smell and eat the bakes. Right. Bring on the final. So he was mad a lot of, so, because I guess she got horrible hate. That stinks. That's really sad. I don't want to make it seem like Laura doesn't deserve it. I just feel like for the final, it should be the one week where that isn't the case. And I feel like in the past, it has been taken into account. Maybe not on Channel 4, and Paul Hollywood may like to say that, but I don't think that's true. I think in the past, we have seen bakers make it to the final because they need to be in the final because of what their track record has been. I think you're right. And I think Laura got Star Baker once, but... As Noel points out, Noel is really trying to sway it towards Ermine. He is. He definitely he sa- is. In the judging, he says, Laura has been at the bottom and had to save herself in the showstopper like five times. Granted, she does save herself in the showstopper, but this was a barely saving herself. Like She didn't save herself in the showstopper. Ermine just did worse than her. That's true. Yeah, that's true. I think if you look at what a final baker should be i don't see laura being 
up that being good enough. I like her a lot. I just don't think she's as talented to be in our top three. And I think Ermine deserves it more. But I, again, I miss Lottie. Like I would have loved Lottie in the final three. Me too. And I think that's sometimes just the way Bake Off goes, Jake, where like you end up with some people in the final that you're like, oh, what? But Ermine specifically was really strong at a lot of things. She was a really, really good baker. Do you mm. think it might have something to do with the fact that she kind of choked on patisserie week? Yeah. No. I think it had to do with this last bake. I think yeah. but Prue looked at her and said, I'm so disappointed because she had such high hopes because this is like her profession. And it's but it's she's approaching it strangely. Like, why are you not measuring? Why are you changing? I just sort of feel like she might have just been over it or something. I don't know. I think she was scared. I think the pressure was too much. And so do you know how when you sort of self-sabotage yourself, it's something that you're supposed to do the best in the world. And if you fail at it, trying your hardest, where are you? You're at the bottom of the, you can't face that. So if you mess yourself up a little bit for it, then it's, you have that reason. You have that excuse. You're so right. That's so spot on. She has this Rowan attitude, this whole episode, kind of like, whatever happens, it's in the universe. I'm going to play it by ear. I'm just going to wing it. And then it's like, if it doesn't happen, it wasn't meant to be. And it's not her fault. But if she actually was trying her best and using a recipe she had come up with and following the recipe, it would be that her recipe wasn't good enough. And God, I'm so disappointed from Prue. That would be a, that would be devastating. Well, please, please let us know what you think in social media, uh, respectfully of all the bakers, please let us know what you think about this controversy. And now we have our final three, which is Laura, Peter, and Dave. Who do you think is going to win? Let us know in the comments. Should we do our final guesses? Who do you think is going to win, Kimberly? I think it's going to be Peter, but I feel like Dave could have a great week and do an upset. But Dave gets really nervous sometimes and flustered. And so I think it's Peter. If Dave wins. <laughs> it's going to be so great. I would be psyched. Because <laughs> we were so hard on him. <laughs> it's going to be just the perfect. Uh, we deserve it's 20, it. It's 2020. Dave's yeah, going to win. <laughs> Um, I think Peter's going to win. Yeah. Get fully pitted, my dude. Jake, as you as you being a bake-off virgin, Jake, who do you think? I'm pretty sure Peter's the one to beat at this point. Peter had one bad week, but the, you know, eight great weeks. The weird thing is, if Ermin was in this, I would say Ermin. Because Ermin was actually my guess. My main number one. I thought Ermin. I would have to think harder for sure if Hermine was in there. We should say about this show, which is one of the best things about the show, is even if you don't win Star Baker, you can go on to have an amazing career. There's no cash prize. There's nothing that comes with it. We have seen bakers that lasted only a few weeks who get like millions of Instagram followers. They have an own, their own cookbook. They can guest spot on cooking shows. They can like do a lot of amazing, cool things. And like they didn't even win. So they're all going to do great from just this exposure. What I would say anybody in the final four is a winner. I would say anybody in the whole series is a winner, but especially in the final, you've made it. The only thing you're not getting is a big plate that says you won-, you won. But anyone on the show is instantly like beloved by the country and becomes a celebrity. They appear on shows all the time and they like have huge followings. Um, Rowan is coming out with a waistcoat line. Let's just... Is that real? No, but I'm he will. I'm saying that's coming. Yeah. So we don't need to feel too bad for Ermine. I feel like she's going to do amazing. Sure. Yeah. So... Speaking of everyone being a winner, I do want to let everybody know that signups for next year are going right now. And the window is not going to be open for all that long. So if you want to apply, go to www.applyforbakeoff.co.uk. The cutoff point is December 6th. So really soon. That's so exciting. I thought that was pretty soon. Uh, Was it like two more weeks? Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. Katie, Kimberly, you going to apply? You have to live there. Do you? Yeah. Okay. I wanna, I'm going to apply. We're going to see how it goes. <laughs> You're not going <laughs> to 
is a baked potato. I put some butter on it after the fact. I've seen one season of the show and I am ready to apply, guys. <laughs> These are some, this some jello that I made. You put it in the fridge and it sets. It's really good. It's not vegan, though. Tastes like, tastes like a butterscotch. That's <laughs> terrible. <laughs> it's disgusting. Send in a video like I once sent in a video to be on The Real World. True story. Yeah. True story. Explain. True story. Explain yourself. I did. I really thought I would be good. How you would be good. Number one, you'd be excellent. And I'm not just saying that because I'm like your mom. And I think you'd be great at anything. What season did it wind up being? <laughs> this was like so early that I think it was on a camcorder. Okay. Like on a VHS tape. Mm-hmm. What did you film yourself doing or saying? I think I was just talking. Yeah. And I actually mailed it in. Wow. Did they call you for an interview? No, I can't. I think I got a letter back maybe or just never heard from them. Seriously, I think you would have been fantastic. They missed out. Thank you. I almost got cast on another one that never went, but they were super interested in me. I remember that. That wasn't that long ago. But it never actually got picked up or did anything. And you never tried Amazing Race? I feel like you'd you'd be good no, on Amazing I, Race. No, because I'm so lazy. and Kimberly and I have discussed Amazing Race. I thought that you had. Well, we talk about it on our Patreon. Me and Kim from People Are Wild. We're hoping Katie will join us. It's really, really fun. I'm a huge fan of the show. I would stop for a Starbucks and a pee every five minutes. So <laughs> we lost because Kimberly wanted more coffee. Great. I'm so tired. Can I just like wait for this? Skip this challenge. I cannot imagine the basic hate you would get for being for wanting to stop for specifically a Starbucks. Can I have a frap? We're in Taiwan. Can I have a frap? Like it would be bad. They might have Starbucks in Taiwan. I don't know. They may. I think it's a good bet. Oh, good Lord. All right. Anything else from this episode, friends? Loved it. So glad Katie's back. And we are super pumped for next week. Yeah, the finale. I'm really good at keeping us on track. One hour and 30 minutes later. Did you see how short my episode was with Jake? Yeah. I kept us clipping along. Yeah, it was an hour. So I am the problem. I I see that now. It's fine. It is 100% the two of you together are the problem. It's your banter that is the problem. I would buy that. You got to spice it up, man. (laughs) And I just sit there going, can we get back to the show? We got got spice rumbaba it up. (laughs) Rumbaba. Rumbaba. I like that. It also makes me think of a boozy grandma. Oh, that's my rumbaba. Rumbaba Yaga. Is that what you mean? Isn't it? Rumbaba Yaga. Yeah, Rababa Gangi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There you go. Nailed it. I did it. Okay. On your mark. Get set. A day with the big. A day with the big? Finale coming. Several. Severin. Severin. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye, Bye everybody. Bye.